Welcome to Contractor Cuts, where we cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of growing a successful contracting company. Welcome back to Contractor Cuts. My name is Clark Turner. I'm Jared. Thanks for joining us again. So this week, we are starting with our level one contractors. We've got four levels as a contractor that we've broken up inside of Alliance how to get to each level. Uh, level one is where you are still a, uh, a contractor swinging a hammer in the field doing the labor. Level two starts as soon as you are 100% project managing out yeah. of the out yeah. of swinging a hammer. Right now, you're on site every day. You're painting walls, yep. swinging hammers, installing cabinets, whatever it is. You're, you have guys that are coming and helping you labor-wise, yep. um, but you are the lead. You're the guy. Yep, you are, and you might have two, three jobs running at a time that you're jumping back and forth between. It's not just one job, but you are have a tool belt on five days a week, most likely. Yep. Uh, and so that's those those guys coming into uh, Alliance. We're trying to coach on how to get out of the truck and and into project management. Yeah, that's step one. Then you grow from there and hire employees and and and, and go beyond level two, three, and four. Um, but on level one. It is starting with how do you go from A to B? How do you go A, B, C? We have three different types of jobs when you're in level one. Yep. Um, so I'm going to walk it through. So level one, job A, is going to be I'm a labor. I'm yep. labor only. I'm a subcontractor. I work for a contractor that sends me the uh, work order. I show up. I do the labor. I get go home. Right. That's, that's job A. Job B is I am now the project manager and the labor, right? Those are the two job roles, project manager and labor. And job B, I'm doing both of those things. Right. Um, job A, when I'm just labor, I'm, I should be getting between 47 and 49% of what the job is should be coming to me as labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've realized that's what your labor should be is 47 to 49%. Yep. Uh, your take as a project manager, what, what you would expect the contractor to be making is 30 to 33% mm-hmm. on top of that. And you get 21% in Round materials. Yep. So yep. that's 100% of the job. That's where all the money goes. You've got 30 to 33 for management, 47 to 49 for labor, labor. and then 20 to 21 from materials. materials cost. Right? right. And so on a job A, mm-hmm. you're, you should be making about 47 to 49% of whatever the final dollar is for the job. That is the sub work the labor work on, right. on that job plus the plus the 30 percent on top that's of that. on b so on job b right you make the 30 percent as project manager mm-hmm. and the 49 percent as labor right. so 79 percent let's round numbers 80 percent of the job you're getting paid because you're right. managing it the other 20 percent is just for your materials right so 100 percent of the labor and management fees are going straight into your pocket because you're swinging the hammer Yep. Now you might hire some labor to come with you, daily guys, or hey, I'll pay you two hundred bucks to come do this with me, um, and that's coming out of, out of that eighty percent, right? But in the mo- for the most part, uh, a B level job, you're making the thirty percent because you're dealing with the client, you're bidding it, you're doing the estimate, you're dealing with getting materials, you're doing all the management stuff, you're yeah. the client experience stuff, you are doing yourself, and you're doing the labor, yeah. Now this this spot is where most contractors live. This well, is where and, they land. And uh, a, a part of that is in that in that space, mm-hmm. you can make some really good money in that space. Yep. But you are limited by your bandwidth. Yep. You're you, trading your time for money. That's right. Period. You're selling your time and as quickly as you can get it done, that's how much your time is worth. Yep. But you are trading time 
for money. Yep. Uh, and that's that's great. You can you can make a hundred thousand, put money away there, uh, and do that. And most guys do that for thirty, forty, fifty years, right. and then hopefully they've they've uh, squirreled away enough money to where they can retire or at least slow down mm-hmm. because their back's broke at this point. Yeah. If it stops, and, if if you stop the physical ability to do the work mm-hmm. in that position, the money stops coming in. Yep, and that, that's there, there's no retirement in this that space. spot. It's dependent on you. Yeah, and th- this is where I would say the majority of guys get stuck uh, in, in in a B level where they're project managing and delivering the product. Yeah. I'm working. I'm bringing guys with me, but I'm doing work on each of the jobs, and I'm going to handle the. The carpentry on on the jobs. I'm going to bring in my painters and that sort of thing. Right. I think there's I think there's two big reasons why, in the spot where you're PMing and doing labor, why why a lot of contractors get stuck there. Mm-hmm. One is the finances of making the transition from no longer doing labor and only doing project managing. You're 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 changing the money you were bringing. You're mm-hmm. exchanging that money you were bringing in and paying for labor. Yeah, you're paying for additional labor that's going to cover what you were trading your time to do, and now you're only making the thirty percent as the project management level. Yeah, which and is it, C, which is job uh, level C or stage C is your just project management. Right, right. right? Yeah. And that's what you're talking yeah. about. Is I'm going from making eighty percent of the money down to only thirty percent of the money. That's right? right. And so level That's C right. is just project management. So it's going just labor, yep. labor and project management. And the and goal is to all, get to all just project, project management. management. Yeah. If yeah. we can get you there, you can, you are now out of the field. You're now creating capacity to work on building and growing the company and starting to make duplicatable processes yeah. at that level. But like you were just talking about, the hard part is it's I'm going financially from, difficult. Yeah, yeah. I, I've got to do three jobs to get back to where I was at 80% because I'm only making 30%. Mm -hmm. So three jobs, 30% each of those, I'm at 90%. Yep. Right? And so it it takes tripling the work that you are able to handle to go from level B or stage B to stage C. Right. And stage C is where you get out of our first level and into full-time management. Right. And I I think the the secondary reason outside of just the financial difficulty of it is control. Yes. Right, it's the the feeling of I'm project managing and working on site. I'm I'm, I'm doing labor and I'm project managing, and I'm going to stay in that position so that I can control how my guys are doing things, how things are being installed. Do, you know, my add, name is on this, so it's going to be a perfect product. And if I'm not there to make sure that happens, it's not going to happen. That's right. That's I'm right. Gonna, <laughs> we've heard yeah. that a hundred times. times. Oh yeah. Of, well, oh, yeah. you know, I'm just a control freak. Yeah, we all are. Uh-huh. But that that, yeah. that doesn't mean you have to be standing there every if single minute of the day. If you weren't a control freak, you'd be working a nine to five at some other business yes. and have a boss telling you what to do. Yes, you started your own business because you want to be able to do what you want to do, and that you're a control freak. I want to control yep. my day to day, how things are going, and that translates down to yep. the job, how the, the 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 actual product is being delivered, yep. right? And so it's very difficult to make the transition of I'm no longer going to be on site every single day yep. i am now project managing and trusting my people on site to yep. deliver the product and quality that i want that and, i expect and so i'm guessing if you've been in this industry for a while and you've been and you're still in level or stage b where you're labor and management i'm guessing you've tried to go to c and you've brought on someone to 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 run this job and i'm going to manage it while you're running it and 
every single time you end up back swinging the hammer. No, that would that wouldn't that, that would, would never, never happen. happen. No, that never so happen. that's <laughs> that is why you keep sliding back into B. Right, you. I brought this guy on. He's supposed to be running. His his name's Luke. He's awesome. He's going to run these jobs for me. Uh, he's going to be my lead, swinging the hammer. I'm going to manage these jobs, but he's going to be doing the labor. I'll help out when I need to. And then he doesn't show up, and I'm over there doing mm-hmm. the paint. And because I'm, I, I, I'm not willing to sacrifice reputation. Yeah. And so I, I, the guy dropped the ball, and so I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to get in the truck, and I'm going to drive over there, yep. and I'm going to fix it. I'm going to paint it. I'm going to do it. So right? the question is – Why does that happen? Why does that happen? Mm-hmm. Uh, plug for Alliance. We have our we, – we've mentioned before our growth path worksheet, which is 260, 70, 280, something like that, points – from stay, step one of starting a company mm-hmm. all the way through duplicating to multiple level cities. Level one, level two, level three, level all, four, all of five. Them. Yeah. Le- level yeah. one's probably got 70 to 80 checkpoints. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a contractor out there trying to go from doing the labor to full project management, we have all of these 70 to 80 items that you have to complete to be prepared to do Move that. Move to the next level. That's right? right. And, and the, kind of the cheat sheet on that of what the key is is how do you recreate the quality of product when you're not standing there every single day? Right. And we walk you through that and kind of talk through that. But that's that's the problem is I am I am not setting these guys up with an expectation, quality control checks, talk to the client about how the job's going to work. I, I'm not doing all the things I need to be doing. I'm just hoping that these guys that I hired deliver the same product. Right. And that's that's where that's where you slide right back into yeah. doing the labor. Well, nobody's going to do it the way that I do it. Absolutely. So I have to be on site to make sure that it's done the way I do it. Yep. yep. And that I, we hear that from multiple levels of contractors. Yep. Like, no, 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 I can't do that. I have to be on site. I have yep. to do the sales. I have yep. to do right. And it is it is understanding. And going from selling and delivering you mm-hmm. to selling and delivering your company, yep. and the and that is the the understanding what is it about me and the way that I run job sites, yeah. the way that clients like the way that I run job sites because I never yep. leave the job site untidy. I always leave the day and clean up. Yep. Just little things that you do that that are the particular things that make you different from everybody else. Yep. And you just you have to create policies and procedures and and a subcontractor agreement that spells out those expectations to them, yeah. so that you can train them up on those things, so that they know what you expect. If you yeah. don't have that for them, you can guarantee they're going to show up and just do it the way that they always do it. Yep. And there's a reason why they came to you to work. Yep. And right? you, and you're yelling, "Hey, listen! I told you to clean the job site when you left." Okay, yeah, I forgot about that. Sorry, I'll do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, it, there isn't a set process in, in doing that stuff. So, yep. it, we have I, I checked yesterday. Uh, uh, we have 59 jobs that are in progress in our GC company. Yeah. Right. We have 59 different projects not not getting ready, not precon, not already been completed or invoiced. 59 that we are actively swinging hammers on. Right. There is a reason that we've got 59 jobs and me and you are sitting here, not standing on the job sites, checking in on it, seeing if the quality is there. Mm-hmm. We've got the process in place that our project managers know this is how we train and get our, uh, our crews. This is the level. So, uh, and, and the way that we do that, we share with every uh, executive level uh, in Alliance. We've got things such as our leave uh, the three pages that we leave on every single job site. When we're starting a job, 
We have uh, end-of-the-day procedures. At the end of the day, here's the 10 things you have to do. It's stupid small stuff. Right. Make sure the key is in the lockbox. Mm-hmm. Make sure the numbers are spun on the lockbox so Check you can't the doors. In. Check the thermostat. Are the windows mm-hmm. closed? I want my thermostat in the winter to be at 68, in the summer to be at 75. Mm-hmm. I want, And we have it written down on every single job site. Now, do the crews use that every single time? No. no. But they did the first couple houses, and mm-hmm. they know what we expect. That's right. And when we show up and it's not done, we have the conversation, and, and we've got – directions to point to that said you had access to this on your job site and you still didn't do it What's well and on? the and the more jobs uh, you, you, a, a new crew comes in and you run them on three four different jobs yep. and you have those level of uh, accountability documents yep. on site you have that front-end conversation with them of telling them this is how i expect you to run you have to show up no later than this time yep. blah 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 and you do that repetition three or four times all of a sudden, you find out whether you've got a good crew or not. Yep. You find out whether you've got one that's like, hey, this guy's really jumping on board and doing the things that I'm asking him to yep. do. Not to mention he does great work and does good quality, right? Yep. But he's also he's fallen in line with the expectations I've spelled out. This is a guy I think I can I can trust and yep. lean on, right? So the, the three documents that we have, the end of the day closeout, we mm-hmm. have the job start process so mm-hmm. we have a checklist of when you're starting a job this is how we do it this is where we do it uh and it's what we talk through with our crews with staging area all that sort of thing right. uh and then we have the do's and don'ts mm-hmm. the do's and don'ts are do these things don't do these things right don't smoke on my job site don't drink alcohol or show don't, up drunk don't park in my, the grass don't park in the grass don't park on the driveway mm-hmm. don't do this don't do this don't touch our clients right don't do that like there's a whole list of don'ts and here's the list of do's do this do this do this do this do this so it's clear the it's expectations clear. for that we walk the new crew through all three pages we put it leave it with them on the job site in the job box and every single job they know what's expected out of them and it's just part of the norm this is the level of expectation we have because your crews will never go past that level of expectation. Right. They will get up to it. They you can they will be as, as much as you hold them to it, they will get that level of expectation. But as high as you set the bar, that's how high the crew is going to Well, go. and it's, I, I think another benefit of that is that it helps you weed out crews that may do good work yep. but are going to require a lot of babysitting yep. because they're not willing to adhere to, if you want to work for me, this is what I expect you to do. Yep. The ones that are like, yep, I got you, I'm going to jump on that, that's a solid crew. The ones that don't, it doesn't mean you got to get rid of them, but yeah. sometimes it's like, hey, I need to be looking for another guy because I don't think this guy's going to work out long term. Yep. All, you know? Then setting uh, client expectations, right? So transitioning from uh, stage B where you're doing everything up to C where you are just the project manager, mm-hmm. the difference is you're going to be – one foot in each of those camps to get started. Right. You're going to have one job that I'm running that I'm doing a lot of the labor and might have some help on. I've got a second job that I've identified. I'm going to be project manager on this job. Mm-hmm. So this will be my first job that I'm trying to commit to not do any of the labor. Right. So then we need to set you up for that. What does that look like? We need to write down. We need to have a process in place of this is how it's going to operate. And this is what I'm t- communicate to the client. I'm going to be there two times a week. Right. I'm going to be sending you emails on these days. I need payment on these days. I, my crew will show up at this time, and I'm telling the crew this all the paperwork, the client engagement that matches up with the subcontractor agreement, and I'm going to wear my hat of a project manager on this job. Now, as soon as I get my truck, and that's job A, and I'm going to drive to job B, I'm taking that hat off. I'm putting on my, contractor's my belt. contractor belt mm-hmm. hat, and I'm going to be over here 
still <coughs> still project managing and setting those expectations, but it's okay to call me and expect me onto the job every day. Right. But I'm going to be two totally different roles on two jobs because I'm starting starting to transition over here. Mm-hmm. Don't get those confused. Don't right. kind of do work here and kind of do work here. Really identify where you're doing your work and where you're managing. Yeah. And don't just send someone to a job and management means I'm just doing less there. Mm-hmm. That's not managing. That's not going and being a project manager. Right. You have to set – like when you're doing the labor, when you're, you're a, a B job and you're doing the labor and project management, you naturally are having more conversations with the client. Right. I don't have to plan to send you two emails a week because you're going to see me – every freaking day uh-huh. and we'll talk before I leave. Right. So it's just naturally happening and I don't realize I've got to put those into place over here. Yeah. So when when guys don't transition well and don't prep and set themselves up for that transition, they run the jobs this way and then over here they run it the same way and expect to just be there less. Yeah, no, it fails. It fails. <laughs> Clients are mad. Yeah. Crews are mad. Mm-hmm. Job's not going well. You, you, you've got to now put your tool belt on and come, yeah. come out and finish it. Well, and I, I've, I've seen guys over and over be desperate to make this jump. Yep. Um, and what they do is they bring on a guy who has a lot of experience, who knows all, you know, is great at sheetrock, great at whatever, and just put them into that position. Yeah. And trust that on the, you know, daily project management, whether it's on site with the guy or via the phone, yep. that he can relay, hey, no, 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 don't do that. Hey, make sure you do this. And it just, it never works out. Yep. It's always going to fall short. Yep. And it's because nobody is set up for success. Yeah. It is hoping that. It's reactive it's, management. It's reactive management. That's yep. exactly it. Okay, yep. now, okay, go do this. Okay, now go mm-hmm. do this. And now. We're, we're having phone calls every single time, uh, every single day, trying to answer every single question because I'm having to manage as we go. Right. As opposed to laying it all, all straight and then and saying this is the path that we're going on. I'm going to check in with you on Tuesday. I expect these things to be done. I've proactively managed this job. Yep. yep. So, J- Jared, <clears throat> excuse me. If you're looking at it, what – and we're talking to a guy that's out there and be swinging a hammer, doing it. What would be the first step to go from I'm a project manager and swinging a hammer, I'm in a step stage B, how do I start setting myself up to go to stage C? How do I start right. getting out of swinging a hammer? What would be the very first step that I should do? Let's take a quick break. Hey, real quick. You're listening to this podcast because you are growing your company to the next level. Getting efficient, building structure, and creating organization is a foundation of growth. We've created ProStruct 360 software so you can spend less time doing paperwork and more time growing your company. Sign up today for free at ProStruct360.com. Whether you're using our free version to send estimates and invoices and getting paid online, or you choose one of our paid subscriptions to add in sending work orders, email, and QuickBooks integrations, and so much more, stop putting off what you know is necessary to get to the next level. Take control of your growth at ProStruct360.com. Well, the the very first step is uh, identifying within yourself what is what is the thing that I deliver on site that makes customers happy. Okay. What what are the ways that I want my job site run? How are the from the the moment that I show up? I always show up at this time. Yep. I always call beforehand. I uh, clean up my job site at the end. Yep. I this level of communication, whatever it is, right? Go the, sit at Starbucks and write and, those and, things and down. And write those things down yep. so that you can create a document. 
that you can put in front of your subcontractors and coach them and train them to work with yep. me. These are the expected things that you're going to be, I'm going to hold you to, you need to show up at this time. Yep. And if you don't, I should have received a phone call, whatever, it, whatever those here's things Here's a are. great example of you got to write the stupid stuff, right? <laughs> You've got to write the stupid stuff down that you just naturally do yep. because that's recreating who you are. And yep. so a, a great example in our project management training, we have a slideshow to, tr- uh, to onboard project managers. We give this to Alliance members. Uh, if you're Alliance executive level, we we custom build your training and give it to you and how to walk, walk your first hire through it and your second hire through it. But in that training, we have a section during pre-con, I think it's during pre-con uh, or might, might be during the site estimate uh, uh, stage of, of how to manage a project. But we, but we literally say, we want you to take at least 80 pictures of every house. I want a picture of the mailbox. I want a picture of the front of the house so I know and I can identify and attach that to my work MAPs. orders. I want a picture of this. I want a picture of this. And then we train how to take a picture and how to walk out. So when you walk in the door, we're going to start going to the right. You're going to put your hand on the wall, and you're going to walk all the way around mm-hmm. and make sure you hit every single room on that level before leaving. And we literally walk them through the stuff it, that it's, – It's like a job site walk for dummies. Yes, and, and right? most people know I need to take pictures. But now we're saying I need these specific pictures. I need at least 80. I need a picture of every room from four different angles, especially – uh, the areas that we're working in, but even the areas we're not working in. Mm-hmm. If we're working in the basement, but we're coming through the front door, I want that hallway pictured because if we ding the wall with with our uh, ladder, we can sh- we can you know it's there. If there's a hole in the wall before we start, I've got a picture stating that right. Yep. So we explain all that to our guys coming on to where when they start start working with us, they know exactly what we're what we're expecting. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, one of the when I was project managing, one of the things that I had for every one of where there was a cleaner handyman, a crew, I told them at the end of the day, when you get in your car and you touch your keys, pick up your phone and send me a text or call me. I don't care what it is. Communicate with me before you leave the job site. But writing all that down is how you're going to train a project manager coming in in later in stage B. But by writing it down now, this is how I am going to start acting as the project manager Mm -hmm. so I can teach someone else later. But also, if I have rules of how this project's managed, I can now tell my crew this is what I expect. That's right. So I take 80 pictures of every house. My crew's not doing that. I'm not training them on that. But that's part of my process I've written Mm -hmm. down. Mm -hmm. Uh, Next, I do this. I do two job site walks. Hey, just so the crew knows, I'm going to be out on your job site on Mondays. I'm going to look at what's being done. Uh, Whatever is completed by another day Tuesday, I'm going to cut a check for you Wednesday, which will be put in the mail, and you'll get it on Friday. Mm -hmm. Every crew knows that who works for us. And that's how we train them. And so they know – Come Thursday, they don't have to ask for Monday. They know it's coming on Friday. And it's you know what's funny? I bet by writing these things down, mm-hmm. all of a sudden a job comes to mind. I'm like, oh yeah, I didn't do that. That's probably why that job went south. Yep, yep. That's probably why that client was angry is because yep. I didn't do this thing that I normally do, but yep. I was just too busy or whatever. Absolutely. So um, step one, what you're saying, write it down. Create. Sit down. Create the document of expectations. The project management process. Mm-hmm. Again, if you're in Alliance, we've got the 10-step process that we will give you and train you on. You take it, you edit it, make it your own. Um, but you need to have that process written down. And then the next step is abide by that on your own jobs. Mm-hmm. Be the mm-hmm. project manager you want to replace you with in the future. And so communicating to my client, this is how the job's going to run. 
communicating to the crew that I'm project managing. This is what I expect. This is when you get paid. This is how I want job sites left. This is how I quality control check you before I pay. This is how I pay. All that stuff they know before setting foot on site as opposed to three weeks in, you're trying to set those expectations. Well, and uh, do as I say, not as I do, uh-huh. does not uh, does not translate to your people that they want to do. They want to follow. Yeah, you set the you set the bar at the height that they're going to reach. No yep. one's going to go past the bar that you set as the leader yep. of the company. Yeah, yeah. So step one, write it down. Step two, start implementing it yourself. Correct. I'm going to run these processes on my jobs, even though I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to take 80 pictures. I know 60 pictures will will cover what I'm doing plenty. I'm going to go ahead and hit 80. I'm yeah. going to do exactly like I want to do. Well, it. and honestly, by nature of doing that, you're going to find that your own your own jobs that you're running end up going better and smoother yes. because you've got a process that you're working through. Yep. I'm following that process, and then I'm going to bring on, hopefully, a guy that I've been working with mm-hmm. that can... Identify that can, somebody who you think could be a leader that you can challenge and create Mm -hmm. leadership from and who you're putting the carrot out there. Listen, I want to make you a crew lead. And eventually I can see you as a project manager on with our company. We're growing. Uh, I've got a a lot of stuff going on and I'd like you to be a part of it. First step is making you a crew lead where you can be independent and I can manage you while you're getting this stuff done. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you, you want to do? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, you're, you know, you're going to, I need you to start your own company. If they don't have one, I need you to have a company name, right. file the paperwork. Let's start you as a sub and I'm going to start sending you jobs and I'm going to be managing you as a sub. And let me show you what that looks like. Let me show you what I expect out of my lead guy on a job site. And so once you've identified the guy, you've worked with them on some jobs and you want to set them off onto that. You start you, training you them train on the them. processes yes, that you and, created. And you show them this is what happens. You have your you bring them, sit them down, and have your, your subcontractor agreement meeting. Even though you've worked with them for the past eight months, you want to have this official meeting, sign the paperwork, get them set up, and then start your first job that you're managing yep. while you're still working on these other jobs. It's also, it's also really important in that to not only spell out to them the expectations that you have on them, yep. but the things that they can expect from you. Yeah. Um, that they can expect a regular paycheck and I'm going to pay you at this time. Yep. This is how I'm going to pay you. And this is what you're going to get paid for. And you yeah, know, but Doug already knows all that stuff. He's worked with me for like eight months and it happens the same way every time. I don't yeah. have to tell him that stuff. Yeah. You're right. You don't, uh-huh. but you want to start setting up to where he understands exactly. Cause the stuff that you assume he knows, mm-hmm. he might not know. And the right. stuff that you assume and he does know and you tell him, he says, great. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. And you're covering it. So where now this is how I do it every single time. Right. We always say, set that process up, wash, rinse, repeat. Mm-hmm. Washing and rinsing and repeating means I'm doing it the same way every single time, no matter if they need it or not. Right. I don't care if my, my new project manager coming in already knows how to, how to set expectations of a client. I'm going to teach you how we do it, and that's the bar you're going to be held to. That's right. That's right. So that's it. Those are the steps. If you are in there swinging a hammer, this is how you get out of a truck. If you want more on this... We would love to talk with you. We, we've uh, Jared will get on a 30-minute phone call with you, mm-hmm. talk you through exactly the process uh, that we do. Uh, we've got a, a number of different levels that you can join the Alliance on, um, and we get you set up in our software to where you can run and project manage your jobs in the software. Uh, you can just do that. You can get the coaching side. You can kind of do a, a hybrid of the two where you're getting a lot of information but not necessarily one-on-one coaching to where it's a little – 
less money out of pocket. Right. Uh, we got all different levels. If you need help growing your company and you're trying to get to the next level, we will love to talk to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So call us, email us, go to proservealliance.com. We'd love to uh, connect with you, whether you're joining the Alliance or just have questions. We, we love talking with anyone. So please reach out to us. We'd love to do uh, a Zoom or a phone call with you uh, if you have any questions or need any help. Great. Thanks so much for joining us this week, and we'll see you next week. See you then. Bye.